38. Where you been at? Raleigh, yeah, King Home. Who really got it? Clash of the Titans. Here we go. Uh, I know that I got it. I prove it again in case you had doubt it. We went back cheap with very low mileage. I'm flying in missiles and wings on the pilot. The wind is so loud that I'm moving in silent. My flow is superb. I can't do it. Be minus. Rushing the game because I know that it's crowded. My mind is so clear for a while. It was cloudy. I, I don't really think you heard me. Eat the beat like her. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Extra Point with me, your host, Stephen Holmes. I have a special guest here with me today, my boy, Zach Allen, who is a writer for Sports Map. What's going on, bro? Nothing much, nothing much, bro. Just hanging in, just hanging in this COVID nineteen, dude. Just hanging in there, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a lot of things going on right now, especially with the COVID nineteen. You know, we still kind of in the zone of like quarantining and social distancing, social distancing and stuff like that. So you know, they kind of letting things open up a little bit now, but. You know, I, I'm still wanting people to be safe uh, when it comes to uh, this coronavirus because it's kind of tough, man. Uh, so, yeah, today we have a lot to talk about today. Um, I brought Zach on because he is a sports writer himself. Um, like I said, for Sports Map, which is a version of ESPN, which is a, a, a affiliate of, of ESPN radio here in Houston, Texas. And so he's been doing a lot of writing for the uh, about the Houston Rockets and other sports. And uh, so we're going to talk about we're going to we have a, a few things to talk about today. We're going to talk about um, high school basketball players going pro. Um, and so I know a lot of you guys have heard about um, a lot of these high school players now have the option of going pro. Um, a lot of a lot of the guys have gone um, overseas, like Lamelo Ball, um, R.J. Hampton, and now there are three other high school players um, from this this new year, um, the class of 2020. Um, so there have been three new players who have now entered um, into this G League professional pathway, and I know a lot of you guys already know that the G League professional pathway is now offering the G League is now offering these high school players money to join um, their league. Uh, instead of going to instead of going to college, these guys now have the option of getting paid to play basketball in the G League. So, you know, uh, they just got uh, Jalen Green um, to sign, which is he's the number one overall prospect in the two two uh the twenty twenty draft class, the twenty twenty class, and they have now Isaiah Tide and they have Deshaun Nix. So these are all five star recruits um now being a part of the G League. So it's it's pretty pretty live. It's pretty live that these guys now have the option of going to college or skipping college and just being a part of the G League and actually getting paid for it. So what you think about this Honestly, man, I think it's a, I think it's a good decision. But, uh, it's, it's a good decision for some of these guys to go into the G League and, and go make some money for themselves. I think the fact that the NCAA, you know, they jumped in the gun a little too late. Now they're starting to pay athletes in the upcoming years. Uh, I think what, it starts what, it starts what two seasons from now or a season or a season from now? Yeah, not, yeah, about a season from now. See, like, the problem with that is they jumped the gun way too late. So now these athletes are getting way, way too impatient. So they're now just thinking like, okay, I need to get paid. I got my family to take care of. Because you know, look at look at guys like Jalen Green. 
Like, I mean, Jalen Green, he's like a bro. He's a lottery pick, honestly, bro. Like, length, uh, dribbling. He's tall. He can shoot the ball pretty well. Can pass it. He has great athleticism to to to, to dunk on folks. So, bro, he's already a lottery pick. So, so I mean, if, if NCAA didn't jump on him so late and started paying athletes maybe like two three years ago, this probably would never happen. So, the NCAA is looking like they're falling down the drain, but. They're probably going to overcome it in, in, in the next upcoming two to five years from now because they're trying to pay out this season. But we have to be patient to, and, and just see how that goes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when you think about it, um, these colleges are already, like, getting so much money from these athletes coming to their schools. And whenever you go into, like, the March Madness and winning titles and winning um, March Madness, winning the championship and stuff like that, this is getting – this is more and more money uh, being given to these schools since these players are coming to, to their schools. So you, you look at the amount of money that they're making millions of dollars off the backs of, of college players, and now these college players have an option – of actually getting paid themselves instead of actually just going to college for one year and then leaving. So now you ain't you don't have to go to college if you don't want to. And so when you got to look at the option of, um, like you were saying earlier, that some some of these families have financial needs. You know what I'm saying? So when you when you think about that option and you think about that, and if I have if I have the chance to help my parents out, if I have the chance to help out some of the people. Uh, my uh, my family or whatever like that. I'm probably going to take that option of of getting paid five hundred thousand dollars, which is what they're offering Jalen Jalen Green. They're offering him five hundred thousand dollars. Like, come on now, the, the option of of college and five hundred thousand dollars. I kind of think that's a kind of a no brainer. And then with the with plus of the endorsements and stuff that he can get, they were saying I was reading that he can get up to a million dollars, up to a million dollars. And he's just 18 years old. And you're not going to see that in college. You're not going to see that if you're just going to do a one and done. You're not going to see a million dollars after just after just leaving high school. So I think it's kind of a no-brainer for a lot of high school players. If you have the option of being a part of the G League, even if you don't get that $500,000 um, paycheck, if it's $100,000, $125,000, which they started that a couple of years ago, they, they started the, the, the G League professional pathway a couple of years ago, and, they, and it was at $125,000. But now they upped the price a little bit to kind of to bring in more, to, to intrigue more players to come into the league. So I think that option of having the option of going to college or having the option of playing for the G League, is pretty powerful and give these guys a lot of, of power. It gives them a lot of power because they have the option now. They don't have to just go to college and do one and done and stuff like that. So I, I feel like that's that's pretty cool for them to have that option. So um, what's some of the reasons that you think that these high school these high school players would be considering the G? So basically, bro, I was just, I, you popped on an option. You said that you paid five hundred thousand dollars. Most, you know, most 18-year-olds, when they, see, when they see that amount of money, they're going to jump to it. And the fact that most of that money is guaranteed, unlike the, like, unlike the NFL, where you have to pay some back money, $500,000 for a million dollars in endorsement, and they can go to more, and they probably can buy a couple of nights for Jewish deals, commercial deals, because they're big time already. And the fact that the G League is, is doing something that's really, really helpful to them, benefit to them. But the only thing that's, you know, the only thing that, you know, that sucks to them is the fact that they won't get a chance to experience like college feeling like March Madness. March Madness is, is, is incredible, man. So 
them not being part of it is kind of hurtful to us not not to see because we love Marshmans. I love it myself. I love watching teams get better. But uh, I know Jalen Green or uh, Isaiah Nix. If I said that right, I said they Sean Nix, and then you got Isaiah Todd. My father, they they saw Nick and uh, Isaiah Todd. I mean, the, the fact that those guys are not playing college ball, it, it kind of hurts my heart. But um, sometimes they have to look at the opportunities. Athletes have to look at the opportunities that they take with their family and not about just being selfish. It's not about being selfish to the incredible A, it's about doing what's best for them. So uh, the G League setting and, you know, think for themselves and be their own man at 18, which they are. So $500,000 is a no brainer, like you just said. So I would take that money in the heart. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think that's that's true. And then, like, when you look at the pros and cons of being in a G League versus college, like, if you look at the pros of, of the G League, you get the money, you get the endorsements, you get the exposure of playing against some professional basketball players. So even if that's against um, NBA Academy teams, if that's against G League actual teams, um, or if that's international teams. So you get that type of option. You get that type of exposure to that type of stuff. So you're not just playing against kids that's the same age as you, around 17 or 18 years old. You're going to play against grown men who are probably like 25, 26, you know, or even older, which is what you're going to do anyways when you actually get drafted into the NBA. So you're getting used to that type of stuff, that type of competition. So that kind of helps your game at the same time. But like you said, the cons of that, you don't get the ex- you don't get the complete exposure of like all the top players in the nation that's pops that's possibly going to the NBA because you're playing against lower level kind of competition. If you're playing against G League or uh, I wouldn't consider it well, it'll be considered lower level if you're playing against international teams or whatever like that because the NBA is the is the pedestal of the best players in the world. So against those type of players so that's kind of that's kind of the cons I guess you can say of that and you don't and you don't get the college experience so if you're really if you're a young person and you really wanted the college experience or whatever like that you lose that part of it but there are so many other things like I said you get the endorsements and all this other stuff and you get that type of exposure um to the NBA and the G League so yeah that's what I say about that part and when you look at college the pros of college, like you were saying, March Madness, um, the excitement of being a part of a, a team, a championship team, or a, a very good team, and carrying them from maybe whatever seed they are into the Final Four, and if it's possible would you win a championship, that's something that's going to be written in the history books for the rest of your life, and that's something that you're going to be connected with for the rest of your life. So that's pretty That's pretty intriguing too and that's kind of one of those things that that you can hold out there too that you will lose that type of that type of exposure you will lose that type of excitement and stuff like that so it's it's a pretty tough decision but I think with the money if you telling me if I'm a high school player and I'm a and I'm a uh, and people is already in my ear saying that you're projected to at least go be a lottery pick or in the top five and right now you just skip college and um you can get paid instead of going to college. If I'm a top five, if I'm a top athlete in the nation, man, I think it might be a no-brainer uh, for me to just go with the G League. And then you got to kind of consider, like, after after you do that, you got to see what other other kids. So I think kind of this, this these three guys, they're testing it 
and, and saying you will see how it goes for other high school players. If these guys do well, then you I think you'll kind of see these other high school players being like, okay, okay, this might can work out instead of me having to go overseas and playing whatever like whatever like that, like like Lamelo Ball did and R.J. Hampton and you know that type of stuff like that. So I think that's that's a that's a good decision for a lot of guys and. Lamelo Ball has been balling, bro. Have you have you been have you seen some of his highlights and stuff like that? Bro, how can how, bro, how can I not? Bro? I've been watching him what since he was fifteen, since he was yeah. like, fifteen years old. This this is bro, bro. Like you got to understand. Like I think he was what six three at the time or six two at the time, and now yeah. he's what, six eight. I think he grew. I mean, last summer he grew six inches out of nowhere. He cut all his hair off. I mean, he's had a, a, a you know, uh, he had, he's had quite of a journey, you know, because because mm-hmm. of his father. His father has moved him all over the place, you know, from high school basketball, but just because of, you know, just because of, uh, 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 what's his name? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Jamelo. Lonzo. Am I correct? Yeah. Just Lonzo. Because, yeah. Just because of him and the middle brothers, since we got to talk about UCLA, I think his goal was, Lamelo was looking yeah. for UCLA as well. But since he got, since the middle brother got into trouble, it caused him to just go overseas and, you know, up his game a little bit. And he grew six inches overseas, which is really impressive, man. I think things he struggled with when he was younger as a kid that you if, you, if you haven't watched a Facebook documentary, I watched a season of it. Um, he struggled on defense. His father called him out, but, you know, defensively, he was lazy. But now that you see that he's long, he's, he's, he's up his game to another level. He plays better defense. Um, he's a great passer, of course. Now, I don't know how to speak it in, in the truth, but, you know, he's able to, you know, hit the ball. But I did see his team change to like 37%. And you're thinking that he's like 43, 43, just because he shoots long ball pretty often. But, yeah, but he's going to be a um, real threat in the NBA. Now, my friend thinks he's going to go to state. Friends, like, I'm like, bro, it's not happening. Well, why would he <laughs> want to go to go state? I mean, I mean why would he yeah. That happens, man. I think it's time to run, but I think I'm you know, going to take a look at big man. But the mellow man, he's gonna make uh, you know, NBA team like New York Knicks. So, you know, just, just, just a proud organization because he can play and he plays on a very high level. Now, the thing about it is, thing about the mellow is how mature was he? You know, I see that he did, you know, buy some, buy, you know, put some money into a team overseas, but you know, financially, that's one thing, but. What is he like maturity wise? Like I seen him act child before, but what would he be like as a grown man in the NBA? Yeah, that's that's the other the other side of it too. Well, you know, you gotta mature, you gotta have guys that are mature and professional, whatnot. And but that that just comes with um he's just a young dude, so he's gonna do little silly stuff like that. You know, you know how we were when we was younger, so we did a little a uh, little silly stuff um a lot of times. But yeah, like he said, Lamelo Ball has been balling. He's already been to projected as the number one overall pick, which Lavar, Lavar, a lot of people don't like Lavar, but Lavar has said that Lamelo will be the number one pick. So he's looking like he'll be the number one pick, especially he's six eight playing point guard. Like, and then I've been watching and I've been seeing how he is a true like true point guard, like Lonzo is or whatever like that. And so the thing is, I feel like Lamelo probably has the 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 ceiling to probably be better than Lonzo because he had he's really a better shooting than shooter than Lonzo, but 
like like you said, he makes bad decisions when it comes to his shooting, um, shooting options and stuff like that. So he has to just be better on his shooting options. But I think that comes with with um with more professional players and him being coached very well. So I think whoever whoever gets him, he just needs a, a coach that's going to get on him and tell him to make better shot selections and do that type of stuff. And he has the vision, like he has vision out of this world. So I feel like he has he has the potential to be a very, very good player. And so he was out he's averaging like in the in the National Basketball League, he's averaging like 17 points, like getting like eight rebounds and like seven assists. And when I stuff like you can see that he could have more assists than that if some of his teammates will make some of the open shots. Like he was getting to the hoop. Good throw it around the defender and have a op- wide open mate just wouldn't make the shot. So this guy, if he comes to the, when he gets drafted, you're probably going to see his assist numbers be- become a little bit more whatever like that, because you you're playing with better, you're playing with better quality players. So yeah, this guy, I think LaMelo is going to be the truth when he comes um, to the league and RJ Hampton did the same thing. Um, leaving straight from high school and going overseas, and he played for New Zealand. So, but his numbers wasn't that great. But he didn't play that many minutes um, when he was with um, New Zealand. But he's he's projected to be like a lottery pick uh, when when the draft is the draft this year. So I think he did he did you know like Brandon Jennings, these guys that came over, Brandon Jennings, um, Emmanuel Moutier, these guys that that just skip college and go overseas. So. These are options that are open to a lot of these high school players. They have more options. So I think a lot of these guys might take these these options a lot more um, rather than less. Um, so that's that's pretty great. And so the next thing we want to talk about is that, that Bulls documentary. I know you've been watching the Bulls documentary, man. Of course, bro. Of course, bro. I've been watching it. I've watched yeah. every episode. Yeah, exactly. And and the episodes have been intense, man. They've been intense. And and when, as I've been watching it, I can kind of tell that like you really see how MJ is like the the goat, man. In my opinion, you you just look at it and you're just like, mm-hmm. bro, this this guy he was so intense, bro, when it came to playing the game of basketball. He had such a passion for it. And you could just see it in the, in practice, you can see it in the games. Like this guy could take over the game whenever he wanted to. That's that's how great of a talent he was. And then you just watch this documentary, and it just you it just shows you how great and talented he was, and how hard he worked um, to get the to get the Bulls the championships that they got. That's true, though. You know, I think one thing about MJ that when you talk about intensity. I didn't feel the intensity really for five and six. Five and six was like really intense. You know, I think one and two and three and four were like, you know, it was more like warm up. You know, get get know some of the board players like Dennis Rodman, uh, you know, Scotty Pippen, just get know just to get know the story a little bit about, about those guys. But five and six were like really, really intense. And I ain't gonna lie, bro, the first two episodes it started it started to make like it made it look like LeBron was like gonna be the goat one day, but then you see five and six and you're like Man, this guy, this guy is a goat for a reason. I mean, you saw big in this person, yeah. Like, Charles Oakley type of name. Like, it's one thing for 
it's one thing for like the bad boys, you know, just you know, to be skinny and long and just they were just spicy. But when the Knicks play, when, when the Knicks are doing it to you like that, I mean, LeBron would have a hard time going to the Knicks play. I think the '92, '93 Knicks. I think you had a high, I think you had a fit because they were so big and physical, and they just knocked Jordan down. And Jordan, it may have looked, he 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 is the goat. I'm not gonna sit here and say he's not like he is the greatest basketball of all time because imagine a six six guy, maybe a two fifteen, two hundred pounds. Like he's getting knocked, he's getting knocked over by these big, big two hundred sixty seventy, whatever pounds they were. They were yeah. above, they were above two fifty. Charles Oakley was a beast. So them guys knocking him down, and he's able to, you know, fight through adversity and still win and, and go through a three-two. And the, the last kick didn't come easily for him, but I mean, you can tell that, you know, the fact that the Suns, you know, they they they, they gave him a run for his money. But you know, MJ, you know, stayed victorious and was able to show why he is the goat and he still is. And, uh, and this offense is was to prove that hey, LeBron James is here, but hey, I will always be here and, and higher than he is. But I still, in my opinion, think LeBron had a chance to get it. Yeah, yeah. I think LeBron James still, especially with at the age that he is and the type of – and he's still playing at a high level. LeBron James, 35 years old, still playing at a high level. Still, like, the best player in the NBA in the world. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, it's it's not it's, – it's, it's pretty hard to say that a 35-year-old – LeBron James, like, to not put him in a conversation, um, to not put him in a conversation for being the greatest of all time when he's 35 years old, still playing at a high level, still considered the best player in the world. So I think, yeah, I think he has, he still has the chance to be the GOAT. Let him get a couple more championships. You know, for a lot of people, it's, it's about championships. And, you know, in the championship, he has, he doesn't have a winning record. Um, for the championships or whatever like that, but he's still been a lot. He's been to the championship a lot of times in the East. But back to the doc, I wanted I wanted to talk about the Kobe Bryant appearance, bro. That was kind of hard. Um, seeing Kobe Bryant on there, he was only on there for about you know thirty seconds or whatnot. But it was still cool to see Kobe Bryant and talk about how and how he talked about how MJ um influenced him um especially with his game you know a lot of Kobe copied everything that Michael Jordan did and so and he did it well he didn't do it at a, at a bad level or whatever Kobe Bryant did it very well so it was it was kind of tough seeing Kobe Bryant on there of course because of his passing just being a couple of months ago and so it was always it's good to see how Kobe Bryant at 19 years old Playing against MJ in an All Star game, I thought it was it was kind of cool. Yeah, honestly, man, Kobe Bryant was a piece. You know, rest in, you know, rest in peace. I was talking about him the other day. Bro. I wish he. I mean, the way he the way he passed away, man. I wish I wish he had nobody, man. But um, you know, watching that, you know, watching that documentary, saying how he was cut and feel MJ, and you know, watching that he was for so long, and he got all his moves from him. And I, I just feel like, you know, I just feel like, you know, just watching him, like, he was, he was a close thing to Jordan. He wasn't better than Jordan, but he was the closest thing to Jordan. Now, I'll say one thing, Kobe Bryant was better than Jordan, according to basketball, because, in, like, you know, MJ, you know, you know, you know, the, you know the time when MJ brought the back when he was, like, basically saying that, you know, in the beginning of the document, he was joking around, like, hey, this guy, you know, he attacks what I want. He doesn't let the game come to him. And Kobe Bryant was never like that in MJ. He was, he would just attack the game. He never let the game come to him. 
So that's what made Jordan better than him because Jordan let the game come to him and just was able to still get 30, 35 with ease with it. You know, he just like closing his eyes. Kobe was the attacker. And I mean, no matter two or three or four defenders it was guarding Kobe, he was able to still make those shots. And so that's what I think makes it better. That's, that's what Kobe does better than Jordan, score the basketball better. But, you know, Jordan's still a better player. But, I mean, it, it was just, you know, just sad watching Kobe just pause and come out and be like, man, I wish he was so great. You know, I, just, I never get scared when I heard, you know, somebody tell a story about how Kobe, you know, told Jordan, but I, I took good care of if I was, if, I, if you were in my era, you know, or if I was in my prime, my 19th I would took good care of. And we're talking about the 96 Jordan or the 92, or, or the 92 Jordan. So, I mean, I would love to see that matchup. The three, the two matchups I'd love to see. The three matchups I would like to see LeBron versus Jordan and Kobe versus Jordan. Just, just, just to see greatness. You know, hey, that's that's my yeah, yeah, exactly. Of course, you know, like he said on the doc, he 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 didn't he don't really like the conversation of like. Um, uh, who who will win him versus MJ or whatever like that? And so you know, he just said he just hates that type of talk because he like you said he learned he he was taught by Michael Jordan a lot of the things that he took away from Michael Jordan he used in his game. So you know that that would be that would have been a great you know to see them both in their proms playing against each other. That would be a great thing. And LeBron James and Kobe Bryant playing in their prom versus each other would be a, a great matchup, of course. And then, you know, in episode in episode six, they started talking about his, his gambling stuff <laughs> and his gambling, where they was calling it a gambling problem. Yeah. And so I just thought it was kind of funny how Michael Jordan was like, I don't have a problem. Yeah. You know, I don't have a problem because I have like the money to do this. And so I don't have a gambling problem. I have a competitive, a, a competitiveness problem. Like he's always trying to compete. So um, I thought that was pretty funny. Cause like, if you really think about it, he really don't, you, you really can't say he has a problem because the guy had the money to, to do whatever he wanted to, to, to compete. And, and if he wanted to go on the golf course and compete and play for however much he wanted to, $10,000, $100,000, that type of money was nothing to Jordan because he was making so much money that that wasn't a problem for him to just toss out a hundred thousand dollars or whatever like that. So I thought that was kind of funny when he said, yeah, I don't have a gambling problem. I have a competitiveness problem. So, you know, that, that was cool to me. Yeah, honestly, man, th- th- that's the funny about it. I think Jordan was so high as shit, but he looked like Superman. Like somebody just wanted to bring him down because he was so high. So people started looking for dirt, and they picked out the most, you know, the most, the, the most, you know, the things that just that just stick out to somebody's eyes. Gambling. And I'm like, bro, people gamble every day. People are in Vegas throwing away a large sum of money. If, until if I was Jordan, if unless unless you see me saying I, I'm in debt, I owe somebody money, or I'm I'm bankruptcy. Leave me alone. I'm I'm out here. I'm talking to kids after games. I'm I'm the greatest player on the court. I'm doing all these commercials, and I have all these shoes that people are going to buy. They, I think he made what 125 or 300 something million from all his Jordans. I think right. Am I, am I right? Or was it was it was it 125? I think. Yeah, honestly, man. But I just think I think I think the fact that Jordan, you know, he had he made he made so much money off the court and on the court. That people and he had this high. He was he was Superman. He was basically Hercules from the NBA. And if somebody wanted to hit him in his Achilles, and uh, the fact that you know just, just put gambling out there. But like I said, man, you know everybody gambles every day. Man, they're in Vegas 
every day gambling, lost my money. So what's the big deal? I have the money. I'm not in debt. I can have fun. I can, I can, I can do whatever I want to do with, with my money. So why, why is it bigger than y'all? Right, right, exactly. And like you were saying, like, he he was such a huge figure. Like he was so well known worldwide that he was shoot. If you if you want to be really serious, he was held as as a god. Really, you know, this guy was so in the limelight, and he was considered the greatest player to ever touch a basketball. So they're just trying to find something like like you said, just trying to find some type of dirt you know, on him to kind of bring him down. And so, you know, whenever those type of things happen and you got you got that guy talking about how, like I said, he, he took the interview and he and all the dirt and, and all the discussions and he was just getting he was just getting hammered by the media about it so much that shoot, he really got frustrated. And that's probably one of the reasons why he was just like, I'm just going to retire. You know, that that type of stuff that that people just coming at him all the time, like about some some stuff that he's done on the golf course, some things that he's done at the um, casino, some things he's done outside of basketball. They're they're questioning him about his lifestyle outside of basketball. No, come and talk to me about basketball because that's what I am. I'm a basketball player. So that type of stuff, I kind of, yeah, I kind of think that because, like you said, because he was such a huge figure in the, you know, in the basketball arena, really worldwide, that they just wanted to find something that would hurt him and hurt his, um, his legacy, you know, so. Yeah, man. Yeah. Bro, honestly, bro, people are just cool, bro. Honestly, they just want to find something. When, some, when an athlete like Jordan or uh, any athlete that, like LeBron, I mean, I'm sorry that he's not in the game with LeBron yet, but, I mean, LeBron looks perfect to me, but. The fact that Jordan looks so perfect, they wanted to make him imperfect and, and find something just to let you just to let you know that Jordan isn't perfect. He's the way he's treated with his teammates. I mean, that's normal basketball, bro. Like people just yell at each other for that. But other than that, bro, I just think it's. I think I think it, I thought it was ridiculous. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so that will be it for today's podcast. I appreciate Zach Allen coming on with me today, being my special guest. Once again, thank you, Zach, for coming on with me, man, um, for this for this episode of high school players going to be pros, high school players going from high school basketball to going playing professional. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you another time.